should have been. I should have. That was cool. <laughs> Open some beers, Steve. Let's get this going. Okay. Uh, oh, should we do an intro first here, too? I should probably do an intro. All right. Uh, I think the order was... I think it's your turn. Okay. All right, Steve. Intro this, then open some beers, and let's get yeah. this going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I am joined today by Brendan and Rob, and we're doing a follow-up to one of the episodes we did uh, one episode ago, two episodes ago. I can't remember how far back. I don't remember, but we're in person, and that's always exciting. And we're in person because yeah. we did our episode on commercial beers that we hate, uh, beers that, for whatever reason, uh, which were detailed in that episode, we do not like uh, various commercial beers. And now we are actually going to actually do taste taste them again in person to see if it actually does the, the claims and all that do hold up. Because as it was said, all of us actually haven't had those beers in quite a long time. I'm so. actually excited to see that mine's not on the table. Yeah. Or, <laughs> where did you hide yours? <laughs> I or is it, you grabbed them, Steve. Or it might still be upstairs. I have to go back, yeah. and go up to the fridge, and get those. But to start the episode, we are going to start with our most so Steve's Steve common beer. Uh, like I was going to say, the most yeah. world's most popular beer, or at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it uh, actually has that title, but everybody would recognize it by the big red star. Yep. Good old Heineken. And it's interesting because we're actually in the... We've actually got Heineken. Oh, they're mini cans. They're only 330 mils. Yeah, you know, they, wow. they, they lost you 25 know, mils there. You don't get the you don't get the 355s and you get like the little mini, these little stubbies. I thought it looked weird. You know, the funny thing is that those Heineken Zeros are actually 250s. <laughs> I noticed that. I, I, I thought the little bottles were really tiny yeah. too, so it's like... It's weird. <laughs> Heineken is a star of random packaging <laughs> <laughs> are they trying to choose like non-standard format sizes or something i don't, I don't, know. I don't know i legitimately bought this because it was a little bit cheaper <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right okay like i legit haven't had like a heineken in years i don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting i think i just had one a few weeks ago so yep it's yeah. like heineken it's definitely <laughs> heineken I can see why it's world-renowned. Yeah, right on the end. Okay, yeah, so so tasting it to start, like taking the, the first sip sort of thing, they get like just the standard, well, because it's like a Pilsner or a lager. It's a Pilsner malt. It's a Pilsner malt. So you get that in, in the beginning, and then I get just right on, like the last, it starts at like the last three-quarter of the taste, I get a basically like a bit a bit of skunk flavor or what I, I, I don't know what that is i just get that and then it lasts until like the the whole the the taste profile is finished yeah like i i i think your tongue is broken it it very, it very well might be <laughs> um so i definitely don't get any skunkiness on it. like so one that i found that and has... we're drinking from the can so that should be impossible exactly yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's the hop you don't like. Yeah. I, Cause there, there's definitely like uh, a bit of, I, I almost interpret it as almost a little bit of sweetness or something on the finish. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a very, very mild toffee or something like that. Um, but like I'm getting that, but I'm also getting that there's a, a note. There's like a, a, 
a skunk kind of note no, well, sitting at the again the last recorder and just carries all the way through. But yeah, I, I I don't get it at all. I mean, one beer that I have had that skunkiness show up on is Stella. Actually, when I've had Stella's Stella domestically, it has a, a skunkiness hmm. that comes to it. But actually, I wonder what kind of hop is actually used in Heineken. Very good question. Yeah, like it uh, is it like a Saz or something or. Well, it's from Amsterdam, so you got. Chances are, it's actually oh. just pot. <laughs> They're probably used. They've been using hemp for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is they're probably using. Well, they like to call them noble hops because mm-hmm. those would have been the original ones. So that they're either using, since it's from Amsterdam. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. My guess is going to be probably Hallertau. And that's interesting because, like, I make a lot of beers with Hallertau, and I don't. Like I, I don't get that that taste right now, and I use Hallertau for bittering uh, aroma and flavor sort of thing, and I, so yeah, it, I don't know. That's yeah, it's weird. I feel like there's a follow up experiment to do here with a smash Hallertau beer. <laughs> you just find a bunch of German hops and just uh, and just start yeah. start cycling through them, mm-hmm. and could, then I mean, could we, we can uh, confirm oh, that this is all in one? Steve's head. What's the other one called? Spalt, German spalt, spalt, spalt. Yeah, it might be spalt. I'm trying to. Remember. I think that's what's called spalt. I've used that one before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, like three, but are there three like... quarters of this beer is decent? It's just the last <laughs> last bit of it. <laughs> that growing region is huge for Hallertau. Like they just tons yeah, just of it. Fields and fields, fields and, and fields of Hallertau. So, yeah, so I don't know. Drink three guess, quarters but... of the beer, then Steve, and drink the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then. To, to compare it, we actually have Heineken Zero here today, which is quite interesting because it is uh, Heineken's foray into the true 0% alcohol beers. Well, yeah, they're foray into non-alcoholic beer, um, but it's one of the few that is a true 0.0. Yeah. Yes. Usually it's uh, less than 0.5. Yeah, usually yeah. there's 0.5. Yeah, and so, uh, well... So, and again, oh. like what I said in the podcast is that I've started drinking, well, I drank a few of these when my wife was pregnant because we had them in the house because she wanted a beer every once in a while sort of thing and, or during breastfeeding and all that. And this is one of the ways to get that great beer taste without, you know, all the bad things that come with drinking. Yeah, I actually drank a ton of this over the summer and it's kind of a good, because you're working in the, in the sun and stuff like that. You want a beer, but you're also doing something that you probably shouldn't be inebriated for. <laughs> and, and in my case, it was at uh, the the Bright Creek property there. Lots of tree cutting. Mm. Oh, so yeah. when I'm working with the chainsaw, I don't touch anything alcohol until the chainsaw is off for good, right? Fair but enough. This <laughs> was a nice kind of way to actually... Cut trees, not limbs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's why I brought some of this. It was left over, but I had cases of this over the summer. Well, I, I kind of like they were doing this a side by side, so mm-hmm. we can I can have a sip yeah. with the real Heineken. And uh, oh, for anyone who doesn't know, the definition of non-alcoholic is anything that's zero point five or less is considered non-alcoholic. See, that's the thing, and I don't get that taste on this on the zero. I get it. I get it on the 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 can stuff. Like the real Heineken, but it's the zero zero is way smoother and doesn't have again that note. So you must just be tasting alcohol. <laughs> Maybe that's in, in the fact that it has that like because I was gonna say I think you were telling me the story about the zero zero that they did so much research into it to try and 
like perfectly replicate the flavor um, you know, minus mm -hmm. the, you know, the alcohol sort of thing. Yeah, I mentioned that in the, the oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when we were talking about this. Um, to me, it tastes the same. The only difference I would say is the the 0, 0.0 tastes a little bit sweeter. Just a touch. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's got like a touch more sweetness. But other than that, about the same to me, man. <laughs> Which is actually interesting because, so I tried to make uh, a non-alcoholic beer last year. Uh, and I ended up with something that was just, it ended up being sour, more bitter. Um, mm. and as I kind of read more into the process, so the way that I did it is I brewed the beer, mm. uh, and then I boiled off the alcohol from, uh, the finished product. Okay. Uh, before carbonation and all that. That's the standard method of doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what I had read. I was like, do this, here's your boil temperature. You hold it here for, I did for like an hour and a half or something like that. Oh, well. Um, Mm. which is just me like i was like well you're holding it at a temperature that water's not going to boil but alcohol is so maybe i did too long or something like that. but anyway it soured on me and went or it went really bitter first of all and then it soured after about a week yeah that would make sense because technically you're reboiling the hops so if you had like other additions you would have been basically isomerizing those hop oils back yeah. into it so it would have made it way more bitter yeah and that's kind of what i read afterwards is yeah. that when you do this you're you have to really adjust your malt uh either your malt bills or your hop additions to make sure that you're actually overbalanced on the sweet side because you're going to get more bitterness yeah you basically just do really late <laughs> hop additions instead of your normal ones and yeah. and like hmm. you said you're you're reheating to that isomerization temperature so you're not just getting the aroma from the hops, you're getting that the actual bitter acids and stuff like that. So it, it made an interesting <coughs> problem, but I think so with that method, though, you can't really get to a true 0, 0.0 mm -hmm. because you don't get perfect separation from just temperature distillation, right? So Yeah, and that's a very common method for doing non-alcoholic beers, which is why the rule is if it's 0 0.5 or less, it's considered non-alcoholic because you can't get rid of all of it. <laughs> no, and I mean, there's a lot of natural... Um, basically on a lot of natural juices and stuff like that that will have a certain amount of yeast and alcohol production and at that 0 0.5 or below yeah. just from the fact that we live in a world that's not perfect. So I've uh, I've also tried making non-alcoholic beers similar to it. I've tried it a couple times uh, but I didn't <clears throat> I was trying to make a true non-alcoholic beer so I didn't actually ferment it. Mm -hmm. So the first time I did I was just trying like, I'm just going to do the normal beer and do it. Um, it still comes out kind of sweet because, um, well, yeah, there's no hop to add. Well, I mean, there you are adding hops, but there's no like alcohol to also take away some of that. Well, and yeah, you yeah. know, like the yeast is using up that sugar, right? Exactly. So it's still there. So um, when I tried it again, I tried doing a little bit less. How did I do it last time? Oh, I think I just tried two different type of recipes. One I tried using like the stout recipe. Because I figured the the roasted roasted barley roasted malts, mm -hmm. just because since it's got a little bit of astringency to it, it'll add a little bit of bitterness that way too. I found that it helped, but uh, yeah. But I mean, the, the hops is supposed to help preserve it, mm -hmm. uh, but it it definitely does not last as long as normal beer. Yeah. So, so it's actually interesting. I was just thinking, uh, like if you're going to do a non-alcoholic beer. You, it would actually make sense not to do like a 90 minute boil, uh, like when you're originally doing like your. Who does a 90 minute boil anyway? Or like, sorry, 60 minute boil. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, some, some uh, places do do a 90 minute. 
at IPAs and stuff. I was but, poking fun at your last uh, competition oh, where you went and boiled the damn thing for another hour and a half. Yeah. Really, <laughs> after it had already been boiled for 60. But if you're going to do a non-alcoholic beer, you do like maybe just do like a 15-minute addition for like flavor or whatever, then do the do your ferment and then bring it back up to temp. And then actually what you could do, because what, what actually is the temperature that you do the uh, process at like 80, 85 degrees? Because it, it, it's got to be warm, but it can't be boiling. Because what, what I'm thinking is actually it would be a really good candidate for whirlpooling. You have to be kind of, you want to be above 78 degrees. Okay, so you're above 80. So, so that would be really not interesting. not too close to 100 because you, you kind of want to ride that as yeah. close to the ethanol boiling point as possible. Because if you're whirlpooling, because uh, you're basically whirlpooling as the beer is cooling down and you're adding a hop addition, then that's where you get all your like your really fruity and citrusy stuff off of um, hops. That would be very interesting to do basically like have your 15-minute addition or 20-minute addition on your original boil become your bittering. And then you whirlpool, um, again, hops in at, at that point, and then use that to make basically like a hazy, or not hazy, but like a juicy IPA, mm-hmm. non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be an interesting approach. Mm, interesting. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would say, so after pondering and thinking and having this Heineken, yeah, still prefer the uh, the non-alcoholic <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there's just something about Heineken. You know, third most popular beer in the world or whatever the hell it is. Well, your reaction to drinking it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like it, the way, it, the it, way it, you're talking about it last episode, you're like, I know. Thought it, like you're going to like instantly vomit or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, like I, I'm tolerating it. That, that's what I know. I'm tolerating it. But like, am I going to go reach for another can? No. Look, it, I guess it says something about you when your least favorite beer is something you describe as, well, you know, three quarters of it is still good. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters is okay. The last quarter, ugh, not great. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, why are you spitting out a little bit of every sip of the Yeah, it is. Three quarters down and the rest goes yeah. out. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, so, Khaled, uh, your Rob's looking there at uh, the that. whole garden. I'm uh, trying to avoid it as much as possible, but I don't. I think we're. Yeah, we did have to hide the bottle opener so that Rob didn't throw it away. <laughs> like, sorry, we can't do this one. And the, that bottle opener bottle. is heavy. Like, it is got some heft to it. Yeah, it's got some. <laughs> That's when I feel like you could wear, like, a ring and, like, hit somebody with it. Oh, you would snap your fingers so easily. <laughs> <like> just <laughs> So, the, as stated in the last episode, the Hogarden's uh, claim to fame is it's kind of like a, a Saison. Like, it's got orange and it's got coriander in it, which uh, Kalachuk has got the gene. Well, yeah, because it tastes like soap to you, right? Yeah, coriander seems to do that, which is weird because I, I like cilantro. See, I'm the exact other way. I got no problems I, I with like, cilantro. I like but coriander, I... but I, cilantro tastes like soap. Huh. All right, so here's your bo- glass of soap. <laughs> here's your glass of soap. Mm, look at that soapy, frothy. And here's uh, my glass of soap. Yeah. <laughs> it even smells like soap. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, nope. Yeah, that's just a refreshing beer right nope, there. still tastes like soap. <laughs> So I remember Hogarden. There's a little bit left in this bottle. You can have it, and yeah. someone else can drink the rest of that six-pack. <laughs> I can't touch it. So it was funny. I remember Hogarden. It was one of the bars in Calgary. 
Uh, it was like a, one of the German ones. It was on 17th, like 1410 or maybe 1416. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember we were in there one time and they they had like a German beer night. And they eventually they added a whole bunch of German beers to their menu, like Hacker Porsche and some others. But Hacker Short. Hacker Short, whatever. <laughs> Hacker Porsche. Hacker Porsche. Hacker Short is actually good beer. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, that <laughs> you know good. that German beer, Porsche BMW. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes get the the two conflated, you know, beer and and cars. You know, it's, uh, the the line is very thin. But anyways, they start getting. Oh these my Germans god! I'm beer. glad I saved some Heineken before. <laughs> and I remember having the whole garden for the first time, and it was again part of that like awakening to what beer can be, sort of thing. And yeah, like this always had a soft spot. Good old whole garden. Well, they're all yours, man. I lay out. <laughs> well, they're all Brennan's. He actually bought them, so <laughs> yeah, it's. It tastes like a normal beer to me. This, this is a good summer beer, actually. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's another nice one. It's it's a light wheat beer, right? Like yeah, hot day. You know, again, again well. doing work around the house or something like that. Sit on the porch and or patio and have a beer. If your hands is... are a little dirty from working in the field. You can always wash them off with the beer and then take a swig afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this. No. I did notice that Brendan's least favorite is hiding from the table here somewhere. <laughs> like I said, I was excited about that. I, I don't know where. Yeah, it's yeah I'm, I'll leave it's just for a second. We're going to go grab it somewhere. But uh, while you're talking about it, let's do. There is that comparison between the Heineken and the Bex. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know where the Bex is either. Oh yeah, the, the Bex was around here. I thought I had it up top here. Did somebody? This is what happens when you start drinking on the podcast. You lose track of everything. Though. Drinking on, we, we've had like a quarter of a beer. <laughs> yeah, not, they're not even strong beers either. <laughs> Half of them were 0.0s. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea with the backs for our listeners is I'm curious as to whether or not Steve has something against all kind of Central European Pilsner lagery beers, or if it is specific to Heineken, I, just as you know, trying to be a scientist here and really nail in on what's what's going on. Um, so the Bex is a very similar beer to Heineken. The the one we got here is actually in the green bottle, so we'll see if that has some contributing factor. I don't know. We're yeah, may, do. maybe the bottle or the skunk is. Uh, well, you know, we just had the Heineken and whatever. So why don't we do the Bex first? Yeah, yeah. Let Brendan look and dread at the. Uh, the other one sitting Start shaking way. in my boots. Yeah. Start shaking in your boots. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to use that whole garden glass. <laughs> Pollute it and taint it? No. Luckily, I still have my Heineken Zero glass, which should be there appropriate. And uh looks like also Steve has a little bonus beer for us, too. So back oh, before yes. we were considered professionals, um, uh, Steve entered into a homebrew competition with... Um, New Level With Brewing. New Level Brewing, which is in Calgary. A very uh, balls-to-the-wall kind of brewery. They <laughs> they play super heavy metal. In the super heavy metal. All their uh, beers have a, uh, a kind of a heavy metal or, you know, medieval kind of fantasy theme. And they don't do anything half measure. Like they... Like their most basic beer is still like a... It's called like Hazelord, and it's still like... It, it was only supposed to be like a limited run, and it was so good that people were like, no, you add this to the menu. Damn good beer. It's damn good beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, let's try this Bex then. See, the Bex definitely has a skunk smell to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Heineken does not. 
it's stronger in the Becks, but I still taste it in, in the Heineken. So why is Heineken the top of your list, top of your shit list? Then? Yeah. <laughs> this I flavor know. I don't like is way worse than Becks, but yeah, fuck yeah. Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> Just railing against the system. Is it the Red Star? Okay, are, you, so, are you worried about some so, communist connections here? Yeah. Maybe. Because like, so, I'm okay, sure so that Red Star predates communism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's le- it's definitely less than the can, but I still taste it. But the Becks is like what I remember the Heineken taste being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you were just drinking Becks. <laughs> well, no, and, I, and it's also more similar to what I've had in Stella and stuff like that. A number of these import yeah. beers in the green bottles, and I think it might be. Well, it's just a, a lack of care with packaging. That always makes like, you cause... wonder if they get skunky like in transit. Although, I don't know. Depending on how big the brewery is, typically they don't actually brew and ship. They're like brewing no, but it might more close. might be just a lack of QC domestically here. Who knows? Because again, in the Netherlands. Like Heineken is great, but I'm sure it's not in the bottle for longer than three days in there. Right, probably more fresh. So like the Bex, yeah. like this Bex is definitely imported. Like this is definitely not brewed domestically. It's like you know product of Germany sort of thing. It does say imported. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Because like I definitely like last time I had Heineken, it was definitely in the cans like that, or like it wasn't in the cans. It was in the bottles. So like maybe the can because. I still taste it, but it's it's way less prevalent than in the Becks. So just it being in the can, no exposure to sunlight, no exposure to anything like that. So, yeah. All right. So I think what we found out of this is that Steve doesn't like any Central European (laughs) Pilsner lager beers. Yeah, just basically anything from uh, (laughs) Holland in the north. Down through uh, Switzerland. <laughs> yes, yeah, so down through Switzerland, like um, getting close to Italy at that point. Italy. Well, beer Moretti would have been a nice one to test the extent of this. <laughs> Actually, I had a Moretti, well, this was many, many months ago. We, we were out for uh, Italian, and I had a Moretti beer at uh, the Italian place, so, mm. and that was still good. So. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we can probably cut it off just uh, the south end of the Alps. Maybe Vienna. <laughs> maybe <laughs> The Alps or maybe Vienna? I don't know. Well, no, because, I mean, once you go east, you start getting into some of the proper proper Pilsners. Like Czech Pilsners, hmm. um, Czech Pilsners, Slovak Pilsners. Well, you know, this is a future brewery or podcast idea. We should go ranging Europe and figure out what the range is on uh, Steve's taste of, of beers. Like <laughs> I'm all for it. Once the brewery's up and running, we'll we'll do we... that when you make those pizzas. Because <laughs> we need beer and pizza. Yeah, beer and pizza. But no, we'll uh, we'll get the brewery up and running. We'll just leave it in someone's hands. And we're like, we're going for three months. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our brewery in Slovakia. Yeah. Welcome. I need your oven. <laughs> They'd probably be like, sure, no problem. I'm going to use my own beer to make the the doughs though, so uh, it, it'll it'll take a little while. Oh sure. Don't ah, we it. just go to the right small town, and that'll be great. <laughs> Either that or they'll complain about you don't make pizza like that. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> probably. <I'm, laughs> teach us how to make pizza properly. Yeah, I, I was going to say my current uh, pizza dough recipe is from an American who got his recipe like from his gram- Italian grandmother or something like that originally. I can't, I can't remember where he got it from. It's a good recipe though. So it's, it's one of those slow ferment ones you just basically make, throw into the fridge, and just let sit for. Minimum three days, but up to like Holy two cow. weeks. This is like 
long-term pizza. Well, it, it's a it's a pizza that you can make the dough, and then if you don't make it within the three days, then it just sits in the fridge and just gets better as it you know slowly ferments and more of the you know the flavors of the yeast come out and then you get like more funky flavors after two weeks though it starts getting really banana-y so Mm. unless you're going for like a sweeter pizza then yeah (laughs) you want to stop it before then or turn it in just to instead of pizza just put it in the oven make bread (laughs) dessert pizza yeah Yeah. and after a month you can squeeze it out and then use that as a shot (laughs) (laughs) like why is this one green (laughs) adds flavor (laughs) so our next beer courtesy of brendan is brendan's favorite beer to not like is the velvet fog from a local calgary brewery now that they're they've been bought out that's you know again every brewer's dream they're what was it bought... it's every brewer's dream well some brewer's dreams the sellout is is a common is business a, is a, it's a common dream. A common business goal for a craft brewery is <laughs> to well so uh, but yeah so they one. so they got otherwise uh, i'll just blame it on the backs <laughs> i was gonna say they uh, they got bought out by sleeman's and sleeman's is now owned by sapporo so they it was actually very which good which also owns heineken yeah, <laughs> which, which is interesting because like, who owns Hogan? Yeah, that's I actually interesting. Um, but as a result, uh, Wild Rose was like mainly an Alberta beer because getting cross border is quite hard in Canada. Uh, but with that, they actually got the distribution to spread uh, spread away sort of thing. So like I've seen I've seen them in BC now, and uh, yeah, it's you know, nice little Calgary brewery on the on the Curry back. Barracks, I think it is. Barracks, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good, uh, it was a good spot. I actually, used to go there when visiting your brother Brendan <laughs> when he lived in uh, when he lived in Canada. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah there... when he used to be cool, but now he's upside down. <laughs> now he's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's literally, hot. he's very warm. Yeah, oh, man, and upside down. <laughs> looking at the temperatures in Australia, thirty-five. It was retarded. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't. I would melt. So I would just put me in the ocean and just leave me in the ocean for a bit and let me pickle. It's way too warm. Slowly steep. Yeah, see, Villa Fog's nice. See, I I like, so I got poured one with uh, an excessive amount of head as well. uh, (laughs) You're welcome. Really, like, yeah. Just relived the experience from that one night like 10 years ago when I decided I didn't like this just help and bring back the memory. <laughs> True immersion. <laughs> no, he's shaking his head. He's like, no, I don't, I don't think I still like no this go. Yeah. No, I do not like that. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Brendan's employing the same strategy that I had to do with the whole garden, which is just drink it as fast as possible. So mm. You don't have to. Yeah, just get it. down at one go. <laughs> just no, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what I'm tasting what? that I don't like. So I, I was gonna say I can reference this because I actually do. Well, you got three more cans to go through. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, as a former uh, yeast wrangler member back in the day, there was actually a hack the wart competition, just like with new level. Uh, you know, we were talking about that. I got derailed. I'll go back to my beer in a bit. Um, but it was a hack the wart competition with Wild Rose and, uh, their beer they used was Velvet Fog. Basically take Velvet Fog, do stuff to it, make it new and interesting. So I entered that competition and I, 
I cannot remember what I did. I think what I did is I attempted to, oh, I think it was hot, the hop schedule. I, cha- I changed the hop schedule to do something new and different. And uh, I, you know, didn't win the competition or anything like that. But as a result of doing it, I actually did get their recipe, which was very interesting. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's not a, there's not much in there. Like it's base malts, it's wheat malt. Uh, it's got various hops in it. But nothing crazy or anything like that. But Brennan's just staring I, intently at his glass and I, just going. I, I don't know what it is. There, there's something in there that just doesn't sit right with me. Um, and I'm not as generous as Steve here in saying that, like three quarters of the beer is good. And there's one thing that I don't like. It's there. There's some. I, 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 I don't know how to explain. I was gonna say, is it a psychological block? Maybe something. It's. Uh... You know, that night was so traumatizing that it's formed something in your brain. And, <laughs> and now it's you have expressing it. itself in confusing flavors that just don't sit well with me. And it's it's, it's weird signals and being like, no, stop. This is too much. You've gone too far. And it's like, but this is my first beer. <laughs> and the cognitive dissonance is causing the distaste of the beer. Maybe. Because otherwise, this is a nice, crisp... Again, this would be great in summer on a patio or uh, or porch. <laughs> is anybody here a psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> See this one, I like. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this would for sure be nice sitting on a patio. Well, you take this one and you take their raspberry beer, you do half and half, and you get a pink velvet. And What's it's funny is that delicious. actually tells you that on the yeah. can. Yeah, they, that's the thing. They they have it on the cans now, which is just, <laughs> just awesome. a great marketing play. Mm-hmm. Do you like this beer? Would you like to buy another four beers? <laughs> yeah, and then and then just you can mix and have eight beers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you come here looking for four beers but secretly want eight? Here's a way we can explain it to your significant other. Actually, you know, just giving them a little bit of free marketing from our podcast. But <laughs> they I... they started actually doing a package where they do it's called the herd or something like that because the animals of the uh, was it the wild? Well, it's not. Wild well, Rose likes to brand their beers with animals. Yeah, and so oh, what? Yeah. And what they have is they have uh, their raspberry ale, their uh, their uh, velvet fog, their goza, and their electric ave. And it, I know the electric ave one is got a cow on it, and the goza's got a goat. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's that a goat. Makes sense. That's, that's what I would do. And they call it the herd. And my wife absolutely loves getting that one because it's like she loves all those beers. But then it, you get two velvet fogs and two raspberries, and then she can make her pink velvets at home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's whoever at that uh, at that brewery came up with that idea. Brilliant. And I do like the electric app. I, I I like the the raspberry. I like the brewery. Yeah, it's just this, <laughs> this beer. This beer just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> well like we mentioned before there's so many beers you can't like all of them right yeah there's always got to be a few that don't uh don't pass muster yeah i don't know if it came through but i almost choked on this beer <laughs> <laughs> see see no it's not, not just me <laughs> not because i didn't like it but just because i'm an idiot and beer went down the wrong too but <laughs> but yeah i, I was gonna say I, I see no problem with this beer it's delicious I legitimately might try another one to try to figure this out. <laughs> but before you do that, let's crack these bad boys. Yes, this beer is fantastic. All right. So anyways, before I started the story and got interrupted. So we're going to try the new new level brewery version yeah. of. <clears throat> so again, the, the Hack the Work competition. And this is based off their uh, sorceress or uh, 
Yes, uh, Sorcerer's Sour. And so the Sorcerer's Sour is a lime goza. Essentially, that's the, what it basically comes down to. But they put lactose into it. So it's kind of a, got a, a silky smoothness to it. That Again, those those brewers love using lactose in like half their beers. A lot of their beers. They like using a lot of their beers. So with the Hack the Work competition, with this, I put pineapple and spicy paprika into it. However, uh, I think I may have said this in a previous episode, but I'll just say it again here. Uh, they ran into a problem with this one. So, Well, I mean, we, we mentioned this particular uh, supply chain problem in one of our first podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because the, the source of the paprika peppers that you used for your original competition yeah. was a street vendor <laughs> in Hungary that was delivered to you by our good friend Rob, friend yeah. of the show, friend of the brewery, mm-hmm. um, who was visiting there. And I'm pretty sure that the street vendor's cart disappeared after you turned away or something like that. Yeah, like it was magical um, or something so, like that. And I've had some of these paprika peppers, and I, I hoard them jealously in my <laughs> my spice pan, uh, spice cabinet, and you can't use any of them for beer because I need them for paprika. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that, I, like, I can't use the rest of my peppers I have because the rest are for paprika. But when you first made this beer and you submitted it as a recipe, we, 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 we discussed this. We said, well, it'd be great if they picked it up, but there's going to be an issue because they're going to have to find that street vendor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And find these exact peppers from that exact year, and it was almost going to be like a vintage beer. <laughs> <laughs> so with this one, it was funny because it's you know more not not quite big commercial scale, but like uh, I think their pilot system at new levels like three three and a half barrels, something like that. It's uh, you know large. That's, that's still for us that's significant. For us that would be awesome, but for them like their their uh, brew pots forty hectoliters. So and then they double batch and they ferment at eighty. So right. yeah, it's it's. Ah, the dream. The dream. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what they did is they, uh, through a local spice merchant called uh, Silk Road Spice Merchants, Mm -hmm. uh, they got Hungarian paprika peppers. And they did, like, the test. So you're supposed to put the peppers in the water and, like, basically make a tea out of it and see how hot it is. So then you know how much to gauge. So they put in the peppers. And what they were going to do was actually filter out, like, only have it in there for three or four days and then filter out the the pepper bits. Yeah. Uh, and, and do all the packaging, but then their candy line broke. So the pepper sat in the beer for much longer than they intended, which is interesting. Cause with me, like I put the peppers in to saturate, like sit in secondary for two weeks and they put it in just for a bit and then pull it mm-hmm. out. So as a result, the initial taste of the beer just before they're about to can it so much more intense pepper flavor. So they added a lot more pineapple to it to try and balance out the heat with a bit of more sweetness. Makes sense. So this beer, as a result, is just like my base beer that I submitted to them, just amped up. Like, just it's more spice, more sweetness, and more tropical feelings sort of stuff. So it sounds like the new level attitude of doing. Yeah, this. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> so it's like it's on what point. they do. So, <laughs> so let's crack these. But yeah, no. So as a as a result of winning, I uh, I get glory forever. I got a case of beer, and then I literally bought another case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been slowly giving this to all friends and family as uh, as I'm going around. So, mm-hmm. and I bought most of a case of it the other the other day I was there, and I've gone through most of it already. So, I will have to buy another case. This is a very good beer. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. It's definitely more intense than uh, the sample you gave us last time. Yeah, but it's not too bad. It's um. Like you get like a hit of pineapple right away Mm -hmm. and you almost get like an immediate heat like right after. And then the heat kind of lingers. And then it lingers, yeah. And that's why, because with a lot of sours, a Mm. lot of sours linger. 
Yeah. And I don't typically, this is what, part of the reason why I don't like sours a, mm-hmm. a lot is because I don't typically like what lingers. Mm-hmm. But I really like spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> and this lingering is something that I've kind of bullied my body into associating <laughs> with good things. Bullied so. my body. <laughs> I'll say, your, your mom and your dad bullied your whole family and me into loving it, so that's... Oh, no, well, and then it just got worse from yeah. university on. I mean, like, there were, there were nights where we would sit there at the bar sending hot wings back because they weren't hot enough. Well, that's not true. We just ordered more hot wings, but they had to get hotter. <laughs> yeah. So the the bar in question was called Molly Malone's on the east or the west end of Calgary. It's long since gone, and Molly probably Malone's. it's probably wow. a good thing it's gone. That that bar was never a great bar. But they on their wing night, ten cent wings back in the day. Um, we went. It was me, Brendan. Uh, I think our friend Barry. Yes, Barry, friend of the show. And who was the other person? It might have been Rob, uh, other Rob. Um, we oh, went, Steph was there too. Oh yeah. And Steph was there. And I think it was like five or six orders that like, he's like, no, it's not hot enough. Add something else. And so they added like red chili flakes. No, no, not hot enough. But add some more. And they added jalapeno peppers, not hot enough. Add some more. And they reduced it in bourbon. And eventually I'm pretty sure those wings became their suicide wings because it was for a couple weeks for yeah, a couple actually, weeks. It was funny. Cause so the last ones that came out were. These are now in the sauce that cha- that the cook has been reducing since the first time you asked for them to be hotter, <laughs> which was like at that point two hours earlier. Yeah, because we, we're, we're drinking steins and we're eating wings. And so we're, we've been there for, yeah, a couple it's, hours it's, at that it's point. It's basically if these aren't hot enough, there is nothing more we can do. And we had them and they were great. We were like, perfect. This is great. Next time we come in and we order suicide wings this is what we want. And so next week we came back for the wing night and we ordered suicide wings. And that's what we got. First order. So it was great. So we still ordered a million of them. And yeah, we ten, were and back and in the stupid. day when you can get 10 cent wings, like just order like 10 bucks worth. Who gives a crap? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so it was for a couple weeks that we, we did that. And then we went back one week and we ordered suicide wings and we were back to square one. <laughs> Frank's, Frank's red hot sauce. The chef was gone or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're like, ah, the cook either moved on to bigger or better things or. Or you just said somebody it. got yeah. burned by the suicide wings. Or I don't know. <laughs> but or he's sorry. <laughs> he had an unfortunate capsaicin-related injury. <laughs> yeah, he accidentally rubbed his eyes or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, no, that that's part of why I really enjoyed this beer. And I mean, your your version of it was superior, a little yeah, more nuanced. It, a little it, it was a subtler version. So at the end of the beer. Like you got that heat building and you, uh, like, it was like, oh, that's good. Whereas this is, again, I can drink about one or two of these and then I'm done. Like it's a very good beer, but it's like more than that. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want. Yeah. It's not that, an that, all night drink. Yeah. It's beer. not an all drinking. It's, it's a, Hey, have you had this beer? Oh, this is delicious. But it's not a beer that you, you get a four pack of it and you drink the four pack the whole night. No, it's not, it's not that kind of beer. So but very good. If you well want done. to try it, it's at new level. They called it the spicy sorceress. Yeah, it's in their uh, their fridge. Uh, they because they do off sales there, and the other two contents win, uh, contest winners should be there now. There was a blueberry coconut sour, and then I think someone tried to make an, a sour IPA uh, using the the sorceress as a base. You know, I saw two other beers in there with the same style of labels yeah so that was them um but i walked up and i just said hey you guys had a winner from a brewery competition recently or a 
homebrewer competition recently. They went, oh, the spicy sorcerers. Yeah, we'll get it right for you. So, oh, this, this I'm is, the default. You are the default for this. Ooh. So well done, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, additional glory. I love it. Or maybe <laughs> maybe it was just that particular uh, particular person that was working that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. You were her favorite. But either way, kudos. Yeah, thank you. No, this this beer turned out like, like again, this is different from what I submitted, but I like this beer. But it's just, yeah, like I, <laughs> I, can't, I, don't, I can't drink a lot of this beer. And uh, yeah, no, well, I hoped, well, once uh, our uh, our actual brewery is up and running, I hope to basically try and recreate this but at a more commercial level well, I mean, for, uh, for ourselves and i mean we can do some stuff with the base beer that would shift it a bit and make it our own and mm-hmm. and then kind of get to that or just make balance. your original one well well the original one is the off of their wart off their wart though uh, yeah. yeah so we need so so which i know a few of the things that went in and what they kind of did but beyond that it's all you know their their little proprietary box, which well, I'd be which interested is in playing with this kind of similar mindset, adding some heat to mm-hmm. something like your watermelon goza, mm-hmm. or and playing with the flavors that way as opposed to keying off the lime. That, True, that's on this one, right? Yeah, and that'd be interesting because yeah, like because the, the watermelon is such a, a subtle flavor, and then adding a bit of a bit of spice in the end of it, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. give it a little something. Mm-hmm. It's tropical. That's it's right. All that kind of stuff, heat, so. heat and sweet, like you could call it the. Let's see. <laughs> sweet and sour, or hot and sour. A hot, well, not even necessarily hot and sour. I was trying to remember. There was, um, a, a Thai salad recipe, that called for melons, and, serrano peppers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and this is the salad. <laughs> so, those those flavor combinations definitely exist. Okay. Yeah. It's just again we're we're in Alberta we're in uh, you know a wheat well a great barley country you right. know so right after for... our European trip to try to figure out if Steve actually likes Central European beers or if it's just the import <laughs> versions he doesn't like we'll have to go to Thailand to figure out what this salad was of the the, the spicy <laughs> salad and see if we can make a beer that and then we might as well since we're there go visit Garrett in Australia yeah well we're down there anyways we're we're south of the equator and we're upside well, down and then, and then we then might as well just keep going figure out what Vegemite is and see if we want to do a Vegemite flavored beer. Vegemite is just yeast act extract, I'm pretty sure. Well, there we go. It's already we're already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got loads of umami. Yeah, that's for sure. It'd be really funny if it was just like the leftover yeast from beer and they just take and turn it into a spread. <laughs> I, no, you're joking, but that's legitimately what they do. They they lit, but on a commercial scale. So they just that- take the spent yeast and just there's a there's a process that against a, a certain temperature or something like that that you raise it up to and it goes through an enzyme process and the yeast breaks down and then you get basically a syrup afterwards and if you reduce the syrup you get yeast extract which mm-hmm. is Vegemite essentially and then yeah if anyone heard that I just whacked my Steve's hand talking strikes yeah. again it has to happen every time we do uh, see do when I do when I record at home over online like I've got the webcam so I can't like unless I really extend and hit the monitor I, I usually can't hand talk but I usually am hand talking don't worry one of these days you'll upgrade your mic and then you'll be able to do it on the, on the <laughs> one of these days <laughs> Well, I think we've covered a lot of this. We certainly haven't changed any minds. Nope. Ron still doesn't like <laughs> to drink so. Oh no. Um, we've actually expanded Steve's uh, 
Uh, my hatred, yeah. <laughs> my hatred has grown. We've gone from one of the most popular beers in the world to the most popular class of beer in the world. Yeah. Yep. Green <laughs> bottles from Central Europe. Wow. And I, I, I'm left with a puzzle trying to figure out why I don't like this beer. It just, I I don't know what it I, is. Again, you shouldn't, I, but you do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. And yeah, it's bizarre. Further, further studies required. And luckily, there's three more cans that... Over the next seven years, I'll drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve made a fantastic homebrew, which has been recreated by New Level, which is a great brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody should go and buy all of it. And then when we make our version of it in the, the eventual future, they should come buy all of ours. Yeah. Unless they actually make this into like one of their actual ones. Oh, yeah. That, and that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So if anyone from New Level listens to this, we're open to that idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that we're an official it's their brewery, recipe now, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we are open to you producing a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will buy it and promote it. <laughs> but with that, uh, Rob, if anyone wanted to get a hold of us, how would they do so? Uh, well, they can contact us on the website, uh, solutionsbrewing.com, or mm-hmm. they can email us at no problems at solutionsbrewing.com or on Facebook or Instagram at solutionsbrewingco. And we all look at Steve and I, he pointedly doesn't no, mention Twitter, I, which I is was great. Gonna, I, I if, was they mention can also Twitter. come and see us in Jasper. We will be there for the Jasper Correct, beer, that's right. uh, yeah. beer. What is it? The Beer and Spirits Festival? Beer and yeah, Beer and uh, Spirits what's, Festival. What's the Beer and Spirits Festival. Yeah. Jasper Beer and Spirits Festival, February 11th to 13th. So we'll, we'll be there in Valentine's the Day. Fairmont Lodge. Uh, um, no, Jasper Park Lodge. Oh, sorry, the Fairmont. Jasper. The Fairmont. Oh, all right, yeah. sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where, yeah, we will be with, I think it's 28 other breweries and distilleries will be there, and, or 28 total. And we are, as mentioned in a prior episode, uh, part of the Iron Brewer competition. So 1 to 3 p.m. on the Saturday there, uh, we'll be going up after, uh, against uh, some other breweries and... Again, as long as we're not last place, victory. Come on out, vote for us. That's We'd love right. to see you. Actually, all I have there. no idea how that actually works. Neither do they're I. Doing, <laughs> I, 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 I they're doing, there's a judging and then there's a people's choice. Oh, so perfect. there are yeah. actually six awards. So they go gold, silver, bronze. Like standard uh, beard judging or whatever, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, it's being hosted by uh, JD of uh, Jesse and JD CJ92 fame. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So celebrity guest judge. And I think he likes beer. So hopefully he likes our beer. He's actually, he's a whiskey (laughs) guy too. He's a big whiskey guy. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyways. Well, we hope to see everybody there. Um, That's not what I'm going to say before Brendan. Rob, cue the music. (laughs) (laughs) He took your thing from you. (laughs) That's all true. (laughs) 